You're listening to Radio DePaul. I'm Connor Mudd, and this is Tom Talks. Hello and welcome to uh, episode 13. That's right, we're on episode lucky uh, number 13 of Tom Talks. Um, Today with me here are two wonderful guests. I typically just have one, but today we have uh, the benefit of having two guests. One of them, actually they were both reposted on uh, Nick Kroll's Instagram story for their Halloween costume. Uh, uh, One of them is a distant relative of a founding father uh, and was also an extra on Chicago Med. And the other one is Trevor. Um, so with me today are Liam McKee and Trevor Davis. Welcome, welcome. Hello, yeah, hello. thank you very Glad much. Glad to be here. Yeah. How are you guys? How are you guys doing? I know we're in a time of crisis, but I, I, we got to check in. A how time of doing? crisis, sure. Uh, but St. Patrick's Day was a lot of fun, so I think that mm-hmm. counteracted the bad vibes, the the low morale of of I don't know everyone yeah. around. Sure, just taking it a day at a time. Yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta embrace your inner party a little bit while also socially isolating. I know it's weird that at a time with uh, social distancing. I've brought more people on my show, not than ever before. Oh, we've had I've had two people on once before, but still, <laughs> but it's two germs are more than or less than three germs. That's true. So you get it. Yeah, we understand how to stay safe. Now, your distant relative was a founding father, and there's a town named after them. That's correct. What is um, the town? I'll be honest. I have no idea what it's called. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, my dad is very much into uh, ancestry.com uh, and all those like family trees and everything. My mom does the same. Yeah, and same, into it. same with my mom. He's he's you know he's told me so many times what it's called. Uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> great whatever, grandpa. Uh, don't know what your town is called, but you know that's something. Do you know what what was the the name of the founding father? You don't even no, know. I don't even know that. Like, <laughs> but you know it's there. It's there. Yeah, it's there. That's that's enough. That's cool. And you mentioned that you've never been to Vermont. Have I you been to every other state but Vermont? Or? No. No. Okay. A handful. Maybe maybe six or seven six states. Six or seven states. None of which are Vermont. So okay. So we have that. Do you have a desire to go to Vermont? Um, you know, it a, a general curiosity, but no no drive to head on over to <laughs> yeah. the great state of Vermont. No maple sugar candy for you. That's fine. They all import it. Yeah, it's all over. The you country. know, it's like you can, you've, you can make it. Yeah, I'm sure. I haven't seen a recipe before, but I'm I'm sure you could make it. So that's New England connection between. You sure. Know? Yeah. Sure. It's yeah. road trip season. Um, maybe you know, you just self quarantine well, in a car. Yeah, I don't think yeah. travel is the best uh, best yeah, move right air now. Air travel is not the. Well, I, you can go in a car. Cars travel, are fine. Traveling is dirty. I think. <laughs> any yeah. any way you do it. Sure. Well, cool, cool, cool. Uh, and your Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. It was from Oh Hello, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Uh, I was dressed up as the great uh, George Saint Geegland. And Charmed, I'm sure, I was Gil Faison. And uh, the two characters from Oh Hello, the Broadway show, mm-hmm. uh, popularized by Netflix, a little streaming platform that is doing great right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. All things considered. Uh, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. We were doing the characters all night long, uh, doing all the bits and the lines, that, and no one at the party understood any of it, yep. thinking that we were doing it off the cuff, which thought they thought was really impressive. Yeah. Yeah, can you can you do a little for us now? Oh, I'm out of practice. Uh, well, <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. What are the bits we had? Uh, well, <clears throat> you know, looking back, my father was a poor man, but he did leave us one thing: a 1997 Toyota Tercel. See, I, I I like that, but but I think you could go even 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 lower. Yeah. I think I th- I like when a play ends just like that. Oh waiter, I'll have two more root beers, please, man. <laughs> so and that's basically it. Yeah. So are you, are you planning on ever taking this like on a touring production of Oh Hello? Uh, we might like, get sued well, by our heroes, so that wouldn't be. Uh, you very buy fun. you buy performance rights. That's that's sure. how it, that's how it works. Sure. We'll figure that's it how out. Theater works. Yeah. I'm sure there's performance rights for. Um, Hamilton high schoolers can do Hamilton now. Oh, have you seen that? Did you hear that news? I'm not excited for high school Hamilton. What do you mean? What is Hamilton? What what is is it called? Yeah, you don't know. I'm unfamiliar. You're unfamiliar (laughs) with the hit Broadway sensation Hamilton. You know, I just don't. I just don't watch TV much. Well, 
I <laughs> wouldn't help you. <laughs> um, but that's pretty cool. That's uh, and he was he post because I saw he posted like he posted like a million people, yeah. pretty much everyone in America yeah. who dressed as them. But honestly, looking at all the posts, we were one of the best. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the we pose the that looking. you did. The, oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah we almost nice. had it right. Mas- masterstroke, mm-hmm. truly. Thank you. How do you feel about uh, the sack lunch bunch? I thought it was great. Yeah. I think you got. I don't. I don't even. I don't like that it got mixed reviews. I think it should have gotten all good reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was a great. I thought it was really funny. What's your guys' favorite song from the Sack Lunch Bunch? Uh, uh Grandma's got a Grandma's new boyfriend. I think grandma's is what it's called. Boyfriend. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have to great. agree with that. Actually, that's that's pretty solid. It is, I'm yeah. honestly a fan of any kind of John Mulaney and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal collaboration in general. Oh yeah, the did you see? Music uh, he was on. Was so great. Yeah, he was just on um, uh, SNL the other day. Oh yeah, with. Uh, um, the yeah. airport sushi. Yeah. He just flew in. Literally, he was like suspended by like strings and just like flew mm. in. <laughs> Wearing pajamas. Yeah. It was one it was beautiful. I, I think that that SNL series that he's created is really it's it's bringing the theater to the television. I don't Absolutely. There was no is. way for me to say that without sounding uppity, you know? I had yeah. to be a little uppity. Um yeah, but that's that was something that I really enjoyed that they had so many faces and voices from cross platforms because they had yeah. um, Natasha Le- Natasha Leone. Have you guys seen um, Russian Doll? No, no, not yet. Oh, I've, okay. I've heard it was really good. It is very good. It's mm-hmm. weird. It's Groundhog Day, but morbid, mm-hmm. more morbid than because Groundhog Day is morbid. Yeah, but like it's more morbid. Um, and Natasha Leone is a gem in it. Um, but I mean, also having Andres de Shields, um, mm-hmm. Tony winning. A performer from Hades Town, phenomenal talent, big fan, big fan of that sure. in the Sack Lunch Bunch. Guess that's something to watch uh, during quarantine. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, some some light things. Did yeah. you hear that the Metropolitan Opera is going to put all of their operas for free on streaming? Oh, that's fun. In light of that's the virus. cool. Yeah, you know, it's exactly what <laughs> all of us wanted. Yeah, <laughs> it's what we needed to right? get through these tough times. You some know, opera. Some... Nobody cares about Disney Plus. Nobody, nobody wants CBS Go or Hulu or whatever. Mm. Just meet the Met Opera. Yes, yeah, it's, it's time. It's time to meet the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> um, it feels yeah, because there, there's just too much going on in the news. You, you've been on Chicago Med. How do we fix this? Uh, well, you know, my in my experience of Chicago Med, it was. Uh, I'd say the best course of action is to just uh, sit there and just redo the same thing over and over and over again until yeah. the powers that be tell you that it's time to stop. Yeah, that's I mean, <laughs> fitting advice enough. from an yeah, extra. You know, that's great. Uh, yeah, though the scene that I did, it was like a random like college scene. I was casted as a college student, uh, <laughs> ironically. And yeah, we all had to laugh at the same stupid professor like Siri joke like over and over again. Oh, that's it was fun. That's tricky. Um, well, this is Tom Talks. We should probably talk a little bit of Tom. I'd love to. Um, so I have I have a few different questions that I ask mm-hmm. everyone. Uh, first off, how familiar are you guys with Tom Cruise's discog- or filmography? Not discography. I'm, I'm quite a fan. Yeah, I've been sure. quite a fan for decade. Yeah, well, a like, decade at what, least. What yeah. percentage of his movies would you say you've seen? Oh, hmm. I don't. How many? How many are there? Uh, he has 43 currently, but he has like. Six or yeah, he's six in production right now. So forty nine credits, but yeah. forty three. Wow, busy man. I think yeah. the numbers around maybe maybe you've seen twenty. Sure, maybe I'd say half is a reasonable estimate. Yeah. What is your favorite of those of the ones that you've seen? Hmm. So hard to pick just one. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I gotta say that. Uh, uh, Days of Thunder really opened my eyes. Uh, I think it was the. I I think it was. I think it was the uh, true Top Gun sequel that uh, that uh, that we never (laughs) got. That no one ever. uh, Yeah, that no one ever asked for. Yeah. (laughs) I I was a fan of the Mission Impossible movies growing up. My parents my parents introduced me introduced me to them. Like I remember when the third one came out, it was was big for the household. Uh, And then. One I watched very recently for the first time, American Made. I love American Fantastic. Made. Fantastic. Yeah, everyone. Fantastic like, movie. Everyone slept on American Made. And I had never have. even heard of it. My my dad, my dad was watching it downstairs, and I was like, "What is this?" And he's like, "Oh, it's a Tom Cruise movie. It came out last year." I'm like, "What? Huh? Right? There's tons of people in it. It's a great story. Yeah, and well it's a true story. Yeah, so cool. I'd I'd say that um, aside from like the big hit action movies, Tom Cruise's true story films are his best. Because mm. if you look at something like like John Grisham's The Firm, starring Tom Cruise, 
not a true story, because mm. it, but it's based on a book and it's not good. Mm-hmm. But if you look at like, um, oh, what was his most recent true story one? Actually, no. I'm gonna take back everything I just said because Born on the Fourth of July is terrible. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I re- yeah, no, it's it, <laughs> it's based on an autobiography. And if there's anyone who doesn't know how to write a Hollywood screenplay, it's a person who's writing about their own life. Totally. Who's never sure. worked in the industry before. Totally. Sure. That's that was my complaint with it. You know, it was a whole thing. I have a whole episode on that. Sure. I'm sure you do. Uh, yeah. Um, so y- your favorite as of now is American Made and your so. Days of Thunder? Really? You know what? I'll <laughs> say for the sake of this episode, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like we have to uh, give this movie some kind of credit. Yeah? Yeah. Are you sure about that? I had a great time watching this, yeah. this it movie. Is, it is a great time. Yeah. I. It is a fun-loving romp. Mm. Well, it, it is just, it just epitomizes 1990, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. And that, that time period. And it's also, it has a few special accolades. And I'll go into all of the accolades in uh, the Fast Facts, and we'll get to that sure. in a little bit. Um, the next question I have for you guys, what is the most Tom Cruise thing that you have ever done? Oh. When I when I was doing track, I ran the 400 mm-hmm. sprints, and when I first started to learn proper running form, it, it always made me think of... In Mission Impossible, th- well, in any time he's running in ca- on camera, he right. just has that weird stiff torso thing going on, yeah. where his eyes just never, never go up or down. They're just he's just totally, totally even, and he just yeah. and, he, and he's got a great stride. And when I first learned how to do running form, I was like, I feel like Tom Cruise when he's running on that boardwalk in Mission Impossible Three. Yeah, <laughs> I do like I love I think Mission Impossible Three might be my favorite Mission Impossible. It's a good one. Cause it's it's Philip Seymour Hoffman, J.J. Abrams, right? So good, and it's because he, he uh, Tom Cruise has two movies with Philip Seymour Hoffman. He also has two movies with um, John C. Riley, which one of them is today, mm-hmm. um, and then the other one for John C. Riley and Philip Seymour Hoffman is Magnolia. But Philip Seymour Hoffman is a phenomenal villain, and that's something Literally. that I think a lot of the other Mission Impossible's missed. Yeah, but totally. what about you, Liam? What is the most Tom Cruise thing you have ever done? Um. Yeah, one time uh, I, w- I was spending a summer in uh, good old Wildwood, New Jersey, the Jersey Shore. Okay. Uh, and there were so many, like, thrill-seeking kind of, like, high-adrenaline sort of rides on the boardwalk, you know? So I did I did the one, and I'm, I'm sure you've seen this elsewhere, but uh, where they suspend you by, like, a rope, and they just drop you. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I've done that. Yeah. And I felt like I was just in a movie, like, like with the stunts and everything. Tom Cruise famously does... Uh, so many of his own stunts. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I felt like I was going to die. It was nuts. It was <laughs> insane. <laughs> yeah, this is actually this is one of the few movies where he doesn't do all of his own stunts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, he has a few. Of course, oh, it was very stuff. clear. Yeah, that right. He was not doing any of <laughs> yeah. the act of any of the driving. No driving because mm-hmm. they would cut so far in between him getting out of the, into the car and then the car going. It was almost like. It was completely shot, completely, which it was, I'm sure, shot completely separately. Right, but mm-hmm. it it showed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, did you know that he had never ridden a motorcycle before prepping for Top Gun? Interesting. He learned in the parking lot of a motorcycle dealership because the director wanted him. Is that to why ride they had the useless shot of him coming in on the motorcycle in the beginning of, of yeah. this one? Yep. Because that was just what an introduction. Just, he, just bring the Harley right onto the yeah, tracks. Just, no, for no yeah. reason. It's yeah, it is wonderful. And then actually. I've been trying to decide how I want to do this. I'm going to give, because I typically give each guest one minute to say whatever they've ever wanted to say to Tom Cruise. Ooh, so ooh. they get one minute of just free form talking. I think I'm going to give you each a minute. Um, so when, uh, I don't know, who wants to go first? Do we want to, f- I don't have any coins to flip. <laughs> um, and then hmm. once, once. I'll give it a stab. You're yeah. good. Okay. <laughs> once he's done, your minute will begin. Sure. Yeah. Cool. So it'll be consecutive minutes. Mm-hmm. Just in case Tom Cruise ever listens to this, yeah. these are the sections that he needs to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We'll give it a go. All right. Ready? Begin. Uh, hello, Tom. Uh, big fan. Big fan. Uh, when I was a young kid, you were one of the actors that I watched uh, as as a fan in the beginning. Um, one of my One of my first fanships, I suppose. And uh, people like you really wanted to make me get into acting as a child, get into performance and all that kind of stuff. So that's really cool. Um, bummer to hear about all that crazy religious stuff you got going on. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. We all got our choices. But otherwise, 
your career choices have been phenomenal. Big mm-hmm. fan of anything I've seen you in. You are the uh, the epitome of of great melodrama done right. And I don't even I don't want to say overacting because that would be insulting, mm-hmm. but but acting large in a great way. Uh, so uh, thanks for your um, thanks for everything, Tom. Great guy, big fan. Oh, Tom, the words that I have to say to you. Look, we'll just cut right to the chase. Ever since uh, you strolled out in just that uh, button-down shirt and socks and risky business, I knew, I knew that uh, that uh, my life would never be the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Tom. You know what? I gotta be honest, man. I haven't seen every one of your films. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna say that I'm the biggest Tom Cruise fan. Uh, but you know what? I I I respect you, man. I respect what you do. Uh, you are unapologetic. You go out and you get what you want, and I gotta respect you for it. You know, I mean, Trevor said it already. We all have our choices. Scientology is, you know, it's 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 something that you did, but do does. I mean, you know, exactly. I mean, we've all done our 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 fair share of regrettable things. So you know what? I. We've all joined a cult here and there. I mean, who hasn't, really? I mean, is he going to hear this? Is he going to see this? He might. Ooh, I don't know. Great. Yeah, he's going to. Might be a button that we're um, pushing there. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tom, for everything. Yeah. <laughs> I think every single guest either mentions Scientology or his center tooth or both. So oh, center, tooth. center tooth, center tooth. And I'm like, why do you want to tell him about? That? I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm sure he's. So, get, I'm sure he gets it all the time. You know it. If he ever listens to this, which I hope he does. Did you know that there's there's another, um, there's a Tom Cruise podcast out there that's oh. doing almost exactly what I'm doing, but it's the same group of guys every single week? Mm. Wow. Yeah. They're called Cruising It. That's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. It is. It's, it's solid. One. It's yeah. honestly, they're pretty funny. I'm, I I'm listened. glad you mentioned the tooth because one theory of mine that really makes a star is great good looks all around except slightly messed up teeth. Hmm. Will Ferrell, another good example. You look closely, he's got some messed up bottom teeth. I would not by any means say Will Ferrell is an, is like a super attractive guy though. No, 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 but he's a but he's a megastar. And sure, and he's sure. successful and he's generally a average to good looking guy. Like he's got nothing weird going on except for the teeth. And yeah. <laughs> I wish I had more examples of this theory, but I'm still I'm stuck on Will Ferrell? Well, he's just an example of someone I can see him with, as an with, average with bad guy. teeth. Yes, he's he's a star who everyone okay. loves to see him on the screen. However, it's... you would you would expect you would expect him to have great teeth, but I think a great actor has everything going on for them except slightly messed up teeth, which I don't know keeps him grounded in the in the okay. audience's eyes, something like that. Sure. All right, but I you guys I, aren't responding to this. I would very like well, to. So, I'd well. like to see. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to see where you go with it. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you you first went Will Ferrell. I'm like, yeah, that was a bad example. Really? Yeah, uh, I'll think I, about I, this. I'll I, think. I was going to get out of this one. I there's, yeah, there's got to be. There's got to be more. Um, cool. Yeah. So that's. You talked to Tom. You've done what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're going to do now? We're going to go on a uh, quick commercial break, and then after the break, we are going to play a game, and then get into the synopsis, and then uh, the play a song, uh, fast facts, data breakdown, the whole kit and caboodle, the whole shebang, the whole nine yards, all of it. Bada bing. Yep. Bada boom. <laughs> after this. And we are back. You're listening to Radio DePaul. I'm Connor Mudd. This is Tom Talks. I'm here with Trevor and Liam. Um, and we're going to play a little game. game it's a game right. I like to call Thunder Feud. I had to say it like the announcer guy. You know? yeah, sure, to, yeah. sure. Thunder, it's like family feud, but yeah. um, car-themed. Very specifically car-themed. Oh. Do you know the family feud rules? Or am I going to have to? I should probably explain them anyways. Sure. Enough. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, so I'm going to give you a uh, prompt, and then there will be a list of things that have certain point values attributed to them um, based on how many people answered on a survey or in the case of a non-survey question, which I have a few, mm. um, then that will I have points to attribute to that. Um, we'll go back and forth, but the first thing is a buzz, so whoever buzzes in first can either pass or play. You know the pass or play rules, mm. and we will not be doing fast money because who am I? I'm not Steve Harvey. Um, okay. There's nothing on this sheet. Um, <laughs> so, uh, in in lieu of a buzzer, uh, we'll have you we'll we'll designate each of you a, a word 
Um, what do you want? Your a word or a sound? So pick a sound. Maverick. Okay. Uh, mellow, in response to uh, their uh, their partnership with uh, a Mellow Yellow. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. Okay. So if you hear. If I hear Maverick first, then we count it as a Trevor. And if we hear Mellow first, we count it as a Liam. All right. Name something in a car that a 16-year-old should know. In a car? Yeah, these are all Mm. (laughs) car-themed. Maverick. Okay. (laughs) I was like, it's a a speed game. You got to buzz in. (laughs) The uh, parking brake. Breaks are the number one answer. Congrats! Ooh, yeah, wow. Right. Which means you uh, you can either pass or you can play. Uh, I'll pass. Pass. Sure. <laughs> right. So you have to try and run the rest of the category. All right. And we'll give you um, two strikes because there's only one of you. Sure. Uh, let's see. Something in a car that every 16 year old should know. Um, they should probably know the difference uh, between the gears. Uh. So sorry. That is not one of... These uh, are the top six. There was a survey of 100 people. Yeah, that, that, yeah. These are what people answered. Um, and it's like... I'm going to say car parts. The question didn't say car parts. But these are all car parts. Ah, uh, car parts. So gears was not one of them. But meh. Whatever. Okay. Oh, that's that's the sound I'll make when you're wrong. Sure. Probably... I don't know the uh, specific term for it, but uh, the uh, like mile counter? They should probably know... like Speedometer? How, speedometer. That's it. Meh. me. All right. Not a speed, no speedometer. <laughs> Who did you survey what? for this? Uh, it was like familyfeudsurveys.com oh, okay. for uh, this one. So this one was a le- le- legit yeah. a legit survey. So you have the chance to steal all of the points. If not, then he gets the 40 points that you gifted to him. How about a rear view mirror? That is correct. That is the number three answer. That means you get, what wow. is it, 55 points. Good for me. Good, good wow. for you. Good, yeah, you know. So you got fifty-five points. There were seven items in this. Um, number seven was a seat belt. Number uh, mm. six was an accelerator. Number five was headlights. Mm-hmm. I feel like, it, um, and then you got number three. Or no, well, there was only six. There was only six of these. So six was seat belt. Five was accelerator. Four was headlights. Three was mirrors. Two was radio. Hmm. Mm. Look at, it's look not at that where essential, we but okay. Right? Sure. But apparently every 16-year-old should know that. All right. I suppose. Yeah. We, we surveyed uh, 100 people, um, and we asked them to name a type of vehicle you really wouldn't want to hit while driving. Uh, mellow. Uh, I would not want to hit a, uh, a giant 16-wheeler because that is not going anywhere, and you would just flatten uh, right upon impact. You know, I no, agree with you. <laughs> yeah, well. I agree with you. That's not on the survey. Wow. But so, right. <laughs> man. Big truck isn't on here. Like, semi-truck yeah, is yeah. not on here. Do I buzz? or You you have the uh, yeah, okay. chance. Um, I'll say a Mercedes or a sports car. <laughs> okay, we'll go back, back to you <laughs> okay. then. Another vehicle that I would not want to hit. A train? Or, or is that too close? A to train that? is on there. All right. Train, okay, so you get the opportunity to pass or play. <laughs> mm, well, judging by the uh, and, and quality tr- of his answer, I think train it's... is the number four <laughs> answer. Just for reference. Okay, so I think I'm gonna pass, and I'll uh, see if Trevor can uh, figure out anything else. Okay. Yeah. Ten people responded. Train. Okay. <laughs> Other vehicles. Motorcycle. You get one more. One more. Uh, um. This survey is not, it's just letting me down. Uh, I'll go with moped. Uh, what? <laughs> so, shot. Okay, one okay. final chance well, to I steal. Was, well, I was thinking bike the whole time. <laughs> so that's not going to help me at all. I don't. Would you like me to read the question again? <laughs> Maybe. Name a type of vehicle you really wouldn't want to hit while driving. Connor, we've named like six yeah, types of wanna, vehicles, and none of these are, I don't I know. I don't, I there's not that many bike. types of vehicles. I wouldn't want to hit a bike, you know? Um, right. Is the answer like a class C? Like, what's the... Yeah, what's the <laughs> specification here? Uh, so was your answer bicycle? The bicycle's sure. not on here. Bicycle ain't all on right, here. All right, all right. Eh, whatever. Great. All right. <laughs> um, number seven was a limo. Sure. Okay. Yeah, number six was a Hummer. Very specifically a Hummer. That one was... That I one like I agree. I'm not a fan of. All right. Um... Number five was a hearse. Sure. Yeah, you I wouldn't, wouldn't want to hit right. that. Number four was the train. Number three was an ambulance. Okay. You wouldn't want to hit okay. an ambulance. Number two was a fire truck. 
You wouldn't want to hit a fire truck. Mm. Number one, a police car. You know, I didn't think about specialized yeah. vehicles. I was, I was just kind of going types. like types yeah. of yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. All right. Those are fair That's, answers. Okay. <laughs> um, we'll do. We, I have two more. I have two, we'll do two more, and then we'll get. We'll dive into. We'll dive into all the the fun jazz. Okay. Brands with uh, this one is not a survey. The next two aren't surveys. These are based on other things that I found online. Sure. So let's see if you can name brands with the most 2019 JD Power and Associates awards. Interesting. Let's see how much you pay attention to commercials. So. Name a brand. Name a brand that has in the top uh, six JD Power and Associates awards. Are we buzzing? Yeah, yeah. Maverick, buzz. Buick. <clears throat> Buick. What? I feel like I've seen Buick commercials with uh, with with JD Power and Associates. Uh, the shoutouts. I I I don't I you know I don't I don't watch the Game Show Network. That's where you see a lot of Buick <laughs> ads. There. Okay, you um, have the chance to steal. Why not Honda? What, what's what's uh, what's what's Honda got to offer? All right. I know this one's this one's rough. This is. I'll uh, I'll uh, make it easy on myself. I'll say Ford. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ding 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 ding. Correct. Yep. That's number two. Ford is number two um, with seven. Yeah. Would you like to pass or play? I'll play. I'll go Chevrolet. Ding ding ding. Num- uh, number one is Chevrolet uh, with eight. Mm. Eight uh, JD Power and Associates awards. Yeah. Do I keep going? Yeah. Um. You can run the category. Uh, Subaru. Uh, so you, you remember, you get two strikes when you're running the category. Can I already get two? No. Okay. No, not since you've started running the category. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. These uh, are standard. I, I have family not seen Family Feud in quite a few years. <laughs> uh, I was more of a Jeopardy guy, kind of guy. But uh, I like Jeopardy. Best. I'll go um, another car brand, which is Toyota. Ding, ding, ding. That's number six. They have this, you know, Toyota is on the uh, up and up. I don't know if they're ever on the down and down, but. I think they've been cooling since the 80s. Right. Well, they've had that controversy a few years ago oh, with the, like with their brakes. They weren't working. True. Remember that? Oh, yeah. that, was, that was uh, like 10 years ago, maybe. Yeah. Less. I, I don't like Priuses. I'm going to put that out there. Not a Prius guy. Oh. Not a, I don't think you're alone. Quiet. I don't think you're too alone. Too quiet for me. Very I hate to say something so controversial yet so brave. <laughs> Okay, so Toyota, there's yeah, three more left in the category. You can name anything, and if you... Uh, I will say um, uh, uh, Mercury, which, as I said it, realized it does not exist anymore. <laughs> Out of business. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Chance to steal. Um, he, he guessed, because I've attributed point values to these, uh, you get a chance to steal sure. a certain number of points. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the number is. I don't know what's compelling me to to say it, but I'm going to go with Lincoln. How, how's Lincoln Link- doing? Oh, goodness. You know what? <laughs> I don't, isn't Lincoln Mercury? I'm pretty is sure, it? yeah. Lincoln Mercury <laughs> ah. is the company that's been absorbed by Ford. See, I don't know if you've picked this up already, Connor. I don't know a single gosh darn thing about cars. <laughs> well, you don't even drive. <laughs> well, you know. Hey, public transportation so easy. So you're like, train, bicycle. Yeah. Don't know where the items in the car are. That makes sense. Know. Yeah. The, <laughs> the other the three. Thing. The other three <laughs> exactly. were. Uh, the the miles. The mile. Yeah, the mile thing. Yeah, the mile thing. Thing. yeah don't Lord. know what it's called. Uh, the other three were BMW, uh, Kia, uh, and mm-hmm. Nissan. Oh, okay. Nissan. No, that's right. Those right. Koreans. I'm a little ashamed. I'm a little um, ashamed. Yeah. So I've, I'm just tallying up these arbitrary points, of which Liam has zero. Yeah. And know. Trevor has the rest of them. Last oh, one. Okay. You win some, you lose some. Name one of the top five cities that bellyupsports.com ranked the top five cities to live in. In for NASCAR fans. Mellow. I'm going to go with uh, Indianapolis. Ding, 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 ding. Which, since that is the number two answer by standard family feud mm. rules, you have a chance to get the number one sure. answer. And if you don't get it, then you get to pass or play. I'll say Daytona Beach. Close, but Daytona? no. Daytona? Ding, ding, no. Wow. <clears throat> it was close, but it also isn't the number one answer, so it would have been. Okay. The one that it's close to. I'll allow it. Um, so would you like to Thank pass you. or play? Um, I'll play. Okay. See what we got. Okay. Um, I'm thinking uh, there were so many mo- like uh, <laughs> uh, like city names that they flash on the screen. There's a lot of cities. For the movies. So I'm trying to um, – let's see. I'll say – 
How's uh, how's Charlotte, North Carolina doing? That's number one. All right. Wow. The only one other one that I could think yeah. of. Yeah. And that's that wasn't even a race spot in the movie. That was yeah, where the, he the, went that's to. Where, that's where the farm was. Yeah. 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 So that's you have one in number one, number two right now. You have three, four, and five left. And I will say that number five is close to Daytona Beach. Geographically? Geographically. Okay. Because these, these are cities. These are cities that Beach. have. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's around. I don't know Florida geography. Um, these are these are um, cities that are like near racetracks yeah. or have a large percentage of fans already. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, mm-hmm. is what the article was telling me. They had all yeah. sorts of information that I didn't care about because um, I am not a NASCAR fan. Now there's we, another, there's, yeah. there's three more. Three one more. of them near Daytona. Well. I've exhausted the two cities that I was uh, <laughs> thinking of. So let's see. Hmm. How is, uh, how's Montgomery, Alabama doing? Is that anywhere near? No, nope. I, I didn't even, I hadn't considered it. So, sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Great. <laughs> Just, <laughs> um, I know that one of these last three, you could never, not, neither of you would guess. Not in a million years. Probably <laughs> well, not. The other two, cool. probably. But maybe. Okay. Um, how is, how's uh, Jacksonville, Florida doing? Again, close, but no cigar. Okay. So. All right. So you have the opportunity to steal the 70 points that he would have gained for himself, which I don't think was enough, but still. I will go with Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's Orlando. Orlando's close to really? Daytona. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's one of the closest cities to Orlando. Daytona, according to... BellyUpSports.com. Uh, number four was Roanoke, Virginia. Um, I guess uh, that at, in at all, right? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like nobody, nobody mm-hmm. knows about Roanoke. Um, and then number three was Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, 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 Kentucky. Um, alrighty. Well, you guys saw the movie this morning. That mm-hmm. we did. You probably know the plot better than I remember the plot because I watched this about a, over a year ago. Oh wow. I have a synopsis here, but I would love your guys' help. Mm. Boy, does it get convoluted. It is, it is so convoluted. It is a mess. That second act just kind of just kept on going. Everything, right? everything was happening all <laughs> at once. Um, so for the listeners at home, this is a movie about stock car racing mm-hmm. um, or NASCAR racing, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it. Yeah, I have a synopsis here that I'll go through briefly, but when I'm missing things, and this synopsis is missing so much. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and fill in the blanks as needed. Um, So Cole Trickle, uh, that's Tom Cruise's character. His name Mm. is Cole Trickle. I hate the name. Trickle. 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 Yep. Yeah. Mm. Uncomfy. Um, He's a a young racer from Eagle Rock, California with years of experience in open wheel racing, which, you know, he's a a street racer, basically. Um, And he's won a couple of championships with the USAC, the United States Auto Club. Um, and he sets his sights on the Indianapolis 500, but he realizes that, and this is a direct quote, to win in Indy, I'd need a great car, but stock cars are all the same. Boy, was he wrong. He's so wrong. He doesn't know. He doesn't know a He'll thing. learn. He'll yeah. learn. So he's recruited by this Chevy dealer tycoon. What's it? His name is um, <clears throat> Tim. Uh, and uh, Tim wants him to race for his team to win the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tim uh, brings a former crew chief and car builder Harry Hog 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 Yeah, Hog. I don't know. Harry Hoggy. Harry, Harry Hoggy. Sure. H O G G E. How would you pronounce it? Hog. Hog. Harry Hog. We'll go with that. Oh, sure. Harry. Yeah, Harry. Harry. He's Harry. Uh, Harry, um, who left NASCAR to avoid an investigation of the death of a uh, buddy Brotherton. Um, who I forget what happened with that investigation. Uh, Did he kill? He, uh, he he made a bad call as as crew chief. Okay, and yeah. and resulting in his death, in his racer's death, and he blames himself, which is why he doesn't want to be uh, investigated because sure. he knows it's his fault. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Cole Trickle sets a fast time at a private speedway. And ha- Harry uh, builds him a, a new Chevy, she- uh, Chevrolet Lumina. Lumina? Mm. Lumina. Oh, and he talked to it the whole time. He did. Oh, yeah. It he, is. He rubbed it, and he s- whispered to it. It is too sensual. I think it was, were, a, yeah. it was a weird montage, and John C. Riley was just there to, to see it happen. Yeah, right? So John C. Riley is, like, one of the members of the pit crew in, in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Who, who's who's, who's, importance, yeah. Yeah. whose importance to the story came in and out. Mm-hmm. Who was up and down. Right. 
So so Buck is there while Harry is um, being sensual with his car. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, in the first few races, Cole um, is kind of he's shaky. He's isn't adjusted to full NASCAR stock racing. This part of the movie just made me feel like cars. It felt almost yeah. exactly like mm-hmm. cars. Yes. He's like, I'm the I'm the hot new. I'm the hot shot, so I do. Right. I go with my gut, and the yeah. and the coach is like, I got experience. You should do it my way, and they're at odds for that. Right. Mm-hmm. And it Doc just felt Hudson. right out of Doc Hudson, Lightning McQueen. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess I guess the cars probably got it from that, which I think speaks a lot about the film itself being that it, you know, it's considered a bad movie. But if you know? cars ripped it off, I mean, and and like this definitely it inspired Talladega Nights. It inspired Absolutely. cars. Sure. It probably had some part in inspiring John mm-hmm. C. Riley's Wreck It Ralph as well, which is. Technically, a racing movie. Think about oh, the plot is. of Wreck-It yes, Ralph. It, it is. is a racing mm-hmm. film. It is. Um, yeah. So, like, it's it follows that sort of like training montage sort of feel. Yeah. Um, lots of crashes, lots of engines blown, um, and then they find out that Cole Trickle doesn't know any of the words of NASCAR terminal. He doesn't. He can't understand anyone on the pit crew, which is yeah. why he's like not doing super well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then. Um, Harry puts him through rigorous training and it pays off. Yay! He yeah. wins a race using yeah. a slingshot maneuver, which mm-hmm. becomes his signature maneuver. Yeah. Um, which I'm pretty sure they do in Talladega Nights. They frequently. do that in yeah. several racing movies. Right? Just, you know, even mm-hmm. even the, the hit uh, roller derby movie, Whip It. Mm-hmm. They use a slingshot maneuver. Sure. Well, it's a whip maneuver in that. It's a it's, it's a, similar. It's a teamwork. Yeah. It's a teamwork move that yeah. I think works great in It's got in the movies. same skeleton. Same idea. Yeah. And then um, he has a, a rivalry with Rowdy. There's a, a dude by the name of Rowdy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sa- kind of intensifies through these races. I and love then, this frenemy yeah. ship. Wonderful, wonderful frenemies. And also, uh, I love the actors. And we'll get into the actors in the fast facts. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they get in a terrible accident in the Firecracker 400 in Daytona. And both drivers are seriously injured. Uh, they're caught in the big one, is what they call the crash. Yeah. Um, and then they recover in Daytona Beach, and that's where Cole meets Dr. Claire Lewicki, who is a neurosurgeon at a local hospital. I think this is this is a fascinating uh, movie choice, and I'm actually pretty proud of this movie. Mm-hmm. Every single man in this movie is a complete idiot. Sure. Every mm-hmm. single that's one. That's true. Mm-hmm. And the only it's female character is a neurosurgeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's... It's great. I love it. It's mm-hmm. also Nicole Kidman, like, pre-hair straightener. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> her hair is wild. Still she the 80s. She full accent. It's awesome. Yeah. Full ac- I did appreciate the full accent. Mm-hmm. Right, because she, she yeah. does other accents, but it's, like, complete natural, which is great. Um, and so while she is his neurosurgeon, they fall in love. Um, and then, Via sexual assault. True. <laughs> That yeah, that True. is possibly the worst introduction. It was the weirdest to a, to, to, to a romance that I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. he just drugged Very out outdated. and puts puts her hand on his penis. It yep. was yeah, it's uncomfortable. Um, and and, they all and not the it. and not the most uncomfortable sexual assault of the movie. That's true. This you know. <laughs> this movie is uncomfy. To yeah, say there the are least. some weird choices. Yeah, um, and they all just laughed. While it was happening, it was. What did you describe it as? A uh, you you called it a a Middle America fever dream. Oh yeah, it was just like <laughs> yeah. yeah. It the was whole so movie. It's just fantasy. So it's just male yeah. fantasy and weird eighties yeah. cliches. Just a bunch of dudes they hanging around drinking beers, <laughs> and then like uh, the one neurosurgeon. Yeah, <laughs> and then a neuros a hot neurosurgeon, right? Yeah, and so. Th- it, their relationship is uncomfortable. Everything uh, kind of goes down with um. Because Rowdy can't really drive anymore, but then they challenge each other again, and they smash some rental cars they, on the beach. They bond. Yeah, yeah and then they become they friends. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're like, not, oh. we're not too different, you and I. Right. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Without character from, differences. We come from the same world. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're both uh, a little, um, their brains are a little bit damaged. Sure. Um, yeah, the brain damage concerned me. Yeah, yeah. this it's really, it's... And then it just telling, went away. Telling thing. Yeah, right. And then they were like, all right, you're good. It's been a few weeks. Yeah. Right? Um, and then in their absence from the racing world, um, their sponsor hires uh, a new rookie hotshot, Russ Wheeler. Unoriginal name, if I have mm. ever heard one. Yeah. Um, they Russ. To fill Cole's seat. Uh, and then he ends up being very good. And he just becomes um, the exact same yeah. foil as, as Rowdy was right. to him. But it, newer with, and shinier. Yeah. But hardly any different. Exactly. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> 
Less um, talkative, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, though Cole shows signs of his old self, he falls into the rivalry again. Um, and then, like, uh, at another race, Russ, who is the new guy, blocks Cole's path during their pit stop. Um, mm. mm-hmm. And then, like, the entire pit crews fight each other. They just get out of their cars and fight. Yeah. Um, America. Right? You know, you get to see some good old fist punching. Uh, and then Rowdy learns he has to go through brain surgery to fix a broken brain vessel. Did he die? I can't remember. This doesn't it say if he dies it, or not. It, it wasn't clear. I don't think he died. I don't think he did. But they no. definitely said, like, he has to retire. Like, Yeah, sure. Basically, he came to terms with his own mortality yeah. By, yeah. by telling him, race for me, because that was the first time he had ever really given up yeah. on behalf of his health. Yeah. And so Cole races for Rowdy. Basically, mm-hmm. in in the um, Daytona 500, because mm-hmm. they, they made it to do Daytona, the big um, race. They don't actually, because like he wants to go to Indy, but mm-hmm. they're in Daytona. You know, it's yeah. it's a whole thing. Um, oh, I didn't even notice that. Right, that like that was his <laughs> his motivation was to go to the Indy 500, and they go to Daytona. Was that the climactic race? Was Daytona? Yeah, cl- this is the this is the final paragraph huh. of this Wikipedia synopsis. Huh. I'm uh, didn't even that went right over my head. Right, um, hours before the did. race, though. <laughs> yeah, right. The <laughs> The sponsor of the race, not the sponsor of the race, the, the guy who trained him finds an issue with the engine. Um, there's metal in the oil pan. Um, and then he manages to procure a new engine who believes that, like, there, there's some, like, weird deal going on. Um, and then, they act all sketchy about it. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, oh, it's a secret. I can't tell you. Right. And then mm-hmm. um, Cole's car is spun out by Russ in the in the race, and it suffers a malfunction. But then the combined effort of Harry's and Dallin's pit crews, both pit crews working together, which mm-hmm. is very cool, um, they managed to fix the problem uh, and take the um, get back on the lead lap. And then on the final lap, Russ um, predicts that Cole will attempt his signature slingshot move from the outside, but Cole tricks him, yay, with a crossover, um, overtaking him from the inside to win his first Daytona 500, and they drive to the victory lane and they celebrate. Um, but there's a lot that happened between that, between this Absolutely. synopsis. Sure. There's, so much intrigue mm-hmm. and like weird, I, weird. I I have a I have a couple of key moments that were my favorites. Mm-hmm. Sure. One being the uh, the classic Tom Cruise monologue given uh, while he was napping with a hat over his face. I love the old cool guy napping with the hat over his face, telling a sad story, holding yeah. a beer. Um, <laughs> As which they was, were, which was then directly followed by some uh, 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 some playful uh, right, wrestling, some weird manly, some, yeah. playful wrestling, yeah. and then and then followed by an equally uncomfortable monologue by John C. Riley's character about which it. just yeah. didn't, it wasn't weird, but it was just it didn't fit in what yeah. was going on because it was all one continuous scene was that monologue, mm-hmm. the the roughhousing, and then the sad mm-hmm. my dad died monologue, all in. All in like one scene, and it and was then, just so weirdly paced. And then that was followed by uh, the weird, the, uh, the groping, yeah. yeah, the weird sexy cops on the uh, like side of the road, like the prank that they were pulling. Yeah, on. That's, I totally forgot about yeah the the well, sexy cops. Yeah. scene. well, that was why. Mm-hmm. That's why he was uh, like uh, being so. <laughs> I mean, that that's that he was got, the <laughs> cause of confusion with Nicole Kidman at first. You know, yeah. he thought that. He thought that she was just the sexy cop, which was so unclear that that's what was going on. I thought they were the same person for like, uh, like, uh, yeah, until yeah. until they had to until they explained until it. they had to say we are <laughs> like we're like I'm not the same person. I thought, why is Nicole Kidman a doctor now? Right. She was just like a like a sexy Ooh. cop. What's going on? I yeah no this was there's so much this is <laughs> this is during his era of movies that like there's 800 plots that are happening at once yeah. and none of them have any yeah. relation to yeah. One well, another. that's the thing is in like. Mid movie, they introduced so many different plot yeah. threads that did get wrapped up, but geez, we didn't need all of them. I mean, Russ Willard didn't come in until like halfway through the movie. Yeah, maybe maybe even three quarters of the way in, mm-hmm. he just he just really showed up, like you said, to serve the the, the same function as uh, even Nicole Kidman didn't yeah. didn't come in until about halfway through. Right. Yeah. You know, but I do like because um, this was their uh, Nicole Kidman and his first movie together. Yes, and you know what? We'll yes. talk a little bit more about that. I'm gonna play a quick little song. Um, I would play a song from the movie, but all the songs from the movie are um, either too long or too bad. So I'm gonna play a song that <laughs> I like called "Where Is Thunder Road," and then after that, we'll be right back. Great. All right, stay tuned.
And we are back. You're listening to Radio DePaul. I'm Connor Mudd. This is Tom Talks. We just listened to Where is Thunder Road by uh, Walker Lukens. I really like that song. It has nothing to do with the movie except uh, the word thunder and the yeah. word road, both of which are themes from the film. Good enough. I know, right? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, so we'll go into a little bit of fast facts. Uh, this movie was directed by Tony Scott, director of Top Gun. No surprise. Right? Mm-hmm. And True Romance and Beverly yes. Hills Cop 2. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, classic movies. Um, and it was uh, written by, because um, Tony Scott helped, mm. but it was written by um, Robert Town, um, who wrote Chinatown, Tequila Sunrise, uh, Mission Impossible's 1 and 2. Oh, wow. Well, that was, he was the screenplay writer, but yeah. the story was written by none other than Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. This is mm. his one writing credit. Yeah. Really? He, Ever? Oh, yes, you know what? I did a, see He that. only has yeah. one writing credit, and it is this movie. Yeah. He how... came up with all the characters. Oh, all the characters. All the, every every bit of the story, every plot No bit. wonder his character was so undeniably cool. Yeah. Right? Rolling it on <laughs> the know? chopper. Shades on. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. I lost <laughs> my ride. His hair was phenomenal in this of movie course. also yeah phenomenal it was it's yeah. even Tom even hair. for tom cruise he had great hair in this movie yeah mm. it's just it's so funny to me because like i'm sure he could write something better than this yeah i'm yeah. sure he'd, he'd do great yeah, with writing he's, something he's been he's been in the business he's not because he's like he's directed a, like an episode of a tv show here or mm. there he's directed a he's few produced movies too, or, right? yeah produces all over the place this is the only time he's ever written yeah and uh, you know seeing it we yeah, he can keep it that way <laughs> um, in the cast, Harry, of course, was Robert Duvall. Of course. Um, from Apocalypse Now, Godfather, The Apostle. And he played Boo Radley in To Kill a Mockingbird. No way. Right? Really? Yeah, that's... Wow. That's I Robert did not Duvall. I know that. I know. That's, I had to scroll pretty far back on his IMDb yeah. page. Um, of course, Dr. Claire is Nicole Kidman. Of course. Um, this is her first film with Tom Cruise. This is where they meet, and then they get married, and then they're married through far and away, and then they're going through a divorce um, for um, eyes wide shut. Eyes wide shut. Yeah. shut. That's an episode. I don't know how I'm going to talk about on air. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kidman it. episode. Well, I mean, or the, 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 the eyes wide shut. Eyes wide shut. Yeah, episode. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Of course, that'll be an interesting episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys see Bombshell with Nicole Kidman? No. No. Oh, so worth it. That's, really? that's a movie from the last year. Yeah, I, I heard mixed things it. about it. It was, was it good? Um, yes, yeah. I'd say some mixed reviews are mm-hmm. are valid. It wasn't perfect, but it was thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, sure. And it, I feel like exactly what we needed from a movie uh, in this time. Cool. Nice. Um, Tim, I forget who who's Tim. <laughs> Which character was that? He was one of the Quades. He's, well, he's played by Randy Quaid, yeah. but like. I don't he remember the, him in the movie. Yeah, well, he was oh, like he was the, the financier. Yeah, he was the he financier. Was the, oh, he, was the, the, oh, he was technically the owner of the team. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, that he, makes, that yeah. makes some yeah. sense. Yeah. Like the first scene, he's there on the farm trying to convince Harry to come back. Which I sure. loved his character arc because he was a good guy. And then once once uh, once he was kind of washed, once Tom Cruise was kind of washed up and injured, he was like, ah, I'm going to have to go with the money on this one and get the new guy. Yeah. And then, and then he comes through at the end. Yeah. Being that he was the one who gave yeah. the engine to them when he didn't need to, and he and he and he helps out at the mm-hmm. end, I I loved his I loved his little comeback, yeah, his yeah. little bad to or good to bad back to good. Yeah, that's that was you know there was little little story bits that were like yeah. very little. little uh, so I was like, why is Randy Quaid turning on him? Yeah. This is so pointless just to just to yeah. come through in the end. And right. I, but I it gives it. it gives a good arc. Love Randy um, Quaid. And of course, he broke back Mountain Independent. We know Rand- We all know Randy. We Clay. know Randy. The vacation yeah. movies. Yes, Randy. Um, and then Russ, who is the the second um bad bad guy, Carrie second Elwes. foil, mm. Carrie Elwes. My Robin Hood. Yeah, so, yeah, the, yeah. The only Robin Hood, I would, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I yeah. I would agree with that. I can't think of another except for the the Disney Fox Robin Hood. Sure, I, really I mean, of course. Sure. Well, I, I guess um, by live action. Yeah, measurements and a, a Princess Bride and Psych. Absolutely. Y'all, did y'all watch Psych ever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So he was so and, good in um, that. Um, uh, Saw. He was just in uh, Stranger Things. Was uh, he? Yeah, yeah, he, he was yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, he was the mayor of Hawkins. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does not surprise me. And then Rowdy, of course, was Michael Rooker from Guardians of the Galaxy totally. and the with hair Dead. and Jumper, with one of my hair. all-time favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. He looks good with hair. The hair is wild. Um, Big John was. I forget who Big John was in the movie, but he was played by Fred Dalton Thomas uh, from Hunt for Red October, Law Big and John. Order. Oh, he was the he was the uh, 
the 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 the, the big wig that they had to meet at right. dinner. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that guy. <laughs> he is in a movie, a TV movie called Rachel and Andrew Jackson: colon, A Love Story. I saw that. Yeah, you've seen that? I'm totally kidding. Okay, I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, their their love story was it was a mess. You know, it for was. another day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've also we've mentioned that Buck is played by John C. Riley, to Paul alum. Oh yeah. Um, also in Guardians of the Galaxy with Michael Rooker, mm-hmm. but um, I was he's in the movie Nine. Do you know the mm-hmm. movie? He's the main character. Yes, am I wrong? Right. Yeah. yeah the one. Or no, he's plays five. Elijah Wood is. Oh, nine. he's the he's yeah. the main he's the main friend, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like the. Oh my god, I love the movie Nine. nine Everyone is, forgets nine about it. Yeah, the little uh, sack people. Yeah. Yeah. We love small sack people. Um, and then I wanted to give a shout out real quick to the stunt driver for Tom in this movie, sure. um, who did most of the stunt driving. Mm. Um, his name is Chick Bernhard. Um, he also stunt drove for the Punisher movie, um, as well as Transformers. And Bad Boys, like the whole saga of Bad Boys. He's one of the stunt cool. drivers, cool. which is pretty cool. You know, if you have that gig, we'll some accolades. it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. He's good enough to be a, a NASCAR driver, mm-hmm. apparently. Oh, He has to. I mean, if he's yeah. done this. I read, that, I read that all the uh, the racing shots were only were done at about, about like 120 miles an hour versus the usual like two, th- uh, yeah, 200 to something they're Ooh, usually sure. going. It makes sense. But they only filmed it about... 120. Yeah, it's pretty hard to capture sense. on film. Yeah, it yeah, makes pretty sense. Hard to, pretty hard to follow. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that was that was a fun. Uh, it was a fun movie though. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was great. I loved it. Yeah, those are those are all of my those are all of my weird weirdness and all. Right, mm. we're in his we're in his weird period. This is like you're going chronologically. I'm going chronologically. Um, so the next like because the next movie is of course far and away. Mm. And then, like, A Few Good Men. Phenomenal. Yeah. Mm. And then you have The Firm. And then you have Interviews with, uh, with a Vampire. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. So good. Um, so we're in a really weird time. Um, but I should go uh, over a little bit of my data. As everyone knows, I rank it on five categories. Enjoyment, engagement, quality, iconography, and the Tom Cruise factor. Um, and I get a meta score out of 100. So the total meta score for this movie is a 48. <laughs> out of 100? 100. Out of 100. Can that's we fair. Can we hear the breakdown? Um... We don't have, or is it more complicated? We don't have too that? much time. I can get you okay. a breakdown. I'm gonna do a full breakdown episode a little bit later of all of them. Cool. Um, yeah. So 48. It's doing worse. It's not the worst. The worst right now, I think, is still all the right moves or endless love. Um, yeah. But it's been great having you guys on. I like it's been great being right, here. Yeah, it was a good yeah, time. I kind of like having two guests on. We might have to do two guests uh, more often if I find two guests who are free on the same time. That's always that's the trick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was the show. Thank you for being on. And as always, stay gold, pony boy. <laughs>